0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 72 of Being Youthful. I am Kim Beekler, the owner of Youthful Fiber Farm and Mill and you may be watching me on a vlog or you may be listening to me on a podcast now. So either way, thank you for joining me. So for those of you that are not so into blogging or can't keep up during the summer especially, You can jump over onto my podcast and listen to the episode that way and i will do my best to try to explain what it is i'm holding or showing if that is the case so um thank you and don't forget wherever you're watching or listening to please subscribe because it tells all the platforms that you enjoy what i do and comment too because it loves that too okay so in this episode i'm going to try to keep it brief because we're all very busy i know i know um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Pygora Goats because kettlebugs Fiber came back from the mill I sent it to. I have a, a little farm video, farm update, some mill videos, and just kind of catching up on what I've been working on. So um, here and in the mill, or here and at home, whatever you want to say. So a couple of quick things before I forget. One, the mill shop will be open on Saturday, June, I believe it's the 24th. Um, if you're coming into the area for Black Sheep Gathering, which is a festival that is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 23rd, 24th, 25th, there will be vendors, there will be sheep, there will be fiber galore, sheep shows, wool shows, all the things. So if you're coming to the area, I will be open that Saturday, 11 till 3. It's about half hour from the festival to the mill. Um, So if you're in the area and you wanna come by, I'll have the mill equipment set up so you can kind of walk through the back of the space or you can come sit and hang out if you're here for the weekend and you want to just come and hang out for a little bit, have some snacks, come on in. I'll be here 11 to three. Okay, other thing. Patreon, for those of you that have been thinking about Patreon, supporting me on Patreon, and I would love to have you there. We have a fun group of people. There's all sorts of fun things happening in there. There's Zoom meetups, there's get just depending on the level that you're at. um, There's lots of fun. So one of the things that happens, one of the things that happens is that we have a monthly Zoom meetup for a lot of the people that are in Patreon, and I learn as much, I think, as everybody else learns in those meetups, and it's just a fun chance to sit and connect with people around, all around, from all around, uh, but somebody mentioned in this last one, oh, you need to do a chain flying course next, like a mini course on how to chain fly and I have it on my list of things to do, and I said, yes, you're right, I do need to do that, and it wouldn't be, take me that long to do it, um, So I thought what if I do a workshop for my Patreon patrons just as an extra thank you, something extra I can do to continue to share my knowledge and for the people that are in that community with me. So if you haven't joined my Patreon community, and you're thinking you may want to, maybe this is the incentive to do it in early July. I can't remember the exact date, but I'll be doing, it'll be free to my patrons. And for this time, it will be free even to just my tip jar patrons, which, so appreciated also um and that's just five dollars a month but i'm gonna have everybody can come into this workshop and i'm just gonna do a chain flying workshop so if you haven't done it for a while or you just haven't been able to get the hang of it this may be the chance and i'll put like if you want to do it while i'm on watching so anyway i'll kind of say here's what you should have in advance um so there is a link in the show notes both in the podcast and in the vlog to get to my patreon account i really try to give extra to all of you who are helping to give me that little extra too so okay um which leads to chain plying i'm going to show you well i'm going to do this i didn't chain ply this scheme but i think i'm going to chain ply the next scheme so there's a side by side in the future as far as um chain plying so here's something i finished isn't she a beaut Um, I've hand spun this and it is so this came from um, some wool top that I dyed I think I got the wool top from Pendleton just um, natural white and then I dyed it out in kind of like a watermelon pink and there's like a tangerine orange and there's some deep green in there and I just loved the top so much but I felted it just a tiny bit while it was getting dyed and I don't want to sell something that is going to put somebody through agony <laughs> so I put myself through the agony and started spinning this and I actually spun this on my Nano my Nano 2 my little electric wheel so this is a lot this is probably close to a fingering weight yarn 2 ply which is not my usual spin I also spun it short forward which is not how I usually spin. And I've just kind of been playing with my Nano as a way to um, just spin up something a little bit different than I usually do, kind of get out of my general comfort zone. And the Nano is a great little, what I have found about the Nano, I do think it wants to spin a thinner yarn. Um, The uptake is not super fast. So if you have a slow uptake on your wheel, meaning that the, the wheel, whichever kind it is, is taking the fiber from you slowly, you're going to get a thinner yarn spun as you get better at it. When you first start, it doesn't really matter so much. <laughs> but as you get better, you will get more comfortable with how your hands are going and you will get a thinner yarn. So I do think the Nano doesn't have a super high uptake, meaning that you're in general, it's easier to get a thinner yarn off of it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for beginners if there's any beginners out there. The nice thing about the Nano 2 is it's only like $130 maybe. Uh, so it's a great price, but I I think it would be very difficult to learn to hand spin on that. Uh, I do know they have a, the next model up. Um, I think would be a little more approachable for those of you that are looking for a way to do an e-spinner as a beginner. So um, anyway, there's that. I'll put a link in the show notes, and probably, well, eventually I will sell this skein because it's just not my cup of tea. So this, I did not chain ply. I spun this as a single and a single, and then I plied it together. So what that means, because the colors are all, you know, it was going through the braid, so it was going from pinks to oranges to greens, as I spun it and it was going back and forth in whatever order I spun it in so pink orange green pink orange green so when I ply it there's no rhyme or reason to how the two I didn't plan it out so they just the, the two different bobbins just plied up where there's parts that are green and pink parts that are green and orange parts that are pink and orange which are my absolute favorite by the way um, so if I had chain plied I would have just taken one bobbin and I could have kept the colors more together. So when you chain ply, you can do a little chunk at a time. So I could have kept all of the green together. I could have kept all the pink together. So as I went through, I would have chain plied green. I would have chain plied the next color to come pink. I would have, however it went. So it's a very different yarn if I chain ply this. So I will chain ply some maybe for the next episode and show you the difference because that will be before the workshop. So, um, but it's a lovely skein. This is just a 21 micron wool. So it's next to skin soft, but I just don't know that I will do anything with it. So I will likely move it on, but only after I use it as an example. So that's something I have been working on. I have been working on the Rommeldale wool that I got in Maryland. I actually plied up the first batch of it, I haven't even pulled it off the bobbin. I don't know what's going on with me. I go from like super hard spinner to super hard knitter. I'm just all over the place, especially this time. Of, this time of year, I actually have barely been up into my craft room this week. So, um, which you'll understand why in a minute. Um, so that's what I've been working on. What I've also been working on is my, so I was hitting the knitting hard too, and now I've just not been hitting anything hard. That's for sure, except for my bed at night. I hit that pretty hard. Um, So I will show you the progress on my, and I tried it on, and I'm gonna talk about that in a minute too. Uh, I tried on my Ankers summer shirt. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm so sorry. Ankers, Ankers. Um, Here is, So I'm finally working on the very bottom ribbing of this top. I tried it on, it fits perfect. I was a little concerned as I was looking at it because I'm pretty sure I swatched. I had to have swatched for this, but you just never know. I don't, you know, I'm not like the most intense swatcher. So. it fits perfect and I'm gonna put a picture up here for all my vlog people to see, but it fits really well. I think I knit maybe not even another inch and then I'm starting on the ribbing on the bottom and so there it goes. I did wanna show you, I had this on the mannequin during shop day the other day to show people the progress on it and this I'm knitting with Sistari, just 100% cotton so I can actually wear it, especially this year, it's like spring right now instead of summer. So I have these, they're called, they call them pearl strings, this little sweater pack. Um, And basically what it is, and it's what I use, I'm not going to pull it. It's so pretty in here, but I'll pull some of it out. But what you can do, there's three different sizes of this, um, I don't know what it's called. I don't know. It's like this plastic tubing, basically. And you can put it on the end of your needles and it extends the needles, right? So just like I have these little ones on here, which I do have in the online shop also, that keep your stitches from falling off your needle when they're in your project bag, these go on just the same. They they kind of lock onto one side and then they lock onto the other side and you can extend all of your stitches across this so that you can just try on the sweater. Um, so basically, it just makes it so that it kind of it's like a faux needle so you can stretch all your stitches out you can try the sweater on without being so fearful that everything's gonna fall off needles and all the things that happen and then you can walk around the house and take pictures because <laughs> that's what we all do right how's it looking so anyway I'm going to put these up online because they really are and honestly if you buy one of these packs you probably could make but there's a lot of there's a lot of tubing in the pack that you could make some little mini stitch marker holders too but if you only need one then grab one. Anyway I'll put those um, in my online shop so you can grab those up because they really are and I'll put a picture I think I took a picture while this was on the mannequin with that. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, what the hell? She did a horrible job of explaining that. You can, um, well, you can pop into the online shop and look for these um, Pearl Strings sweater plus packs. And uh, and then I'll have pictures that kind of show what it does. Okay, so that's what I've been working on. I am going to crank that out here pretty quick. It's just short sleeves. So I should be okay here to be able to wear that pretty soon. Now what, oh, yes, what's going on at the mill? Um, some stuff, so I made some yarn at the mill. Uh, I just got Fiber Club in the mail, the last of it today, so I'm not gonna show it, I'll show it next episode, but it's a wool that I have been waiting to get, and I, um, it turned out really lovely and I spun some of it and I messaged the shepherd and was like, oh my gosh, all day long I could spin this. So it came out really well. But let's talk about Cuddlebug first. Cuddlebug, I'll put a picture of him up here. Cuddlebug is our Pygora goat. We have one Pygora goat and he basically came with the mill is what I say. So I sent off, I mean like four years of his fiber to the another mill because his fiber, and I have some of it here. This is before it got dehaired, and you can see how dense it is. Um, Pygora goats in general need to be dehaired, which means taking out the fibers that are coarser and heavier and leaving in the finer luxury fiber that they create. There's three different types of Pygora. I believe it's ABC. Um, the A is probably what Cuddlebug is. He's kind of on the, he's, he still puts out a beautiful fiber, but it, as you get to the C, that becomes more like a cashmere goat. Um, so that is where the ultimate luxury lies with Pygora, but all A, B, C put out absolutely lovely fibers. Um, Cuddlebug, you can kind of get away with running his fiber through a de machine once. Uh, some of the other, Uh, goats, the pygoras, you have to run multiple times to get those extra guard hairs out. But cuddle bugs is pretty easy to get out. Um, And basically, they just run it through a machine, and the machine has a bunch of rollers, and as the fiber is very lightly spread into the machine, the rollers run the fiber through, and the heavier fibers, the more guard-hairy, hair-like fibers fall out and the more luxury, soft, lovely fibers go to the end of the machine. And it comes out like in little sheets off the machine. So here is Cuddlebug de-haired. And you can see how light and airy it is compared to how dense it was before. So it's all opened up the guard hairs are dropped out. There are still some guard hairs. So when you get pygora, whether it's been blended with uh, wool or you get it just in this form, um, there's still going to be some guard hair. You can't get every single guard hair out. The nice thing with pygora is that as you card it, whether you card it on a machine or you hand card it, then as you spin it and you go through all the processes, the guard hairs keep dropping out. So, um, You'll get less and less guard hairs as you go along, but it's just something to know. There's never gonna be zero guard hairs. That would be, it would just be intense. Um, you could never sell it for the price for what it would cost to get at that. So, um, de-haired, I did already do, I did one batch of Shetland. I did our Alexis, our white Shetland. I did her with some of bug. I blended up some roving. It's already gone. It was gone in like a flash. Um, I will do some more. I have a couple more yearling fleeces that I will probably blend up some so be on the lookout because their fleeces are small and they'll go quickly but it really is a beautiful fiber and I was hoping to bring a skein of pygora that I could share with you as or a Shetland pygora compared to just a Shetland yarn so you could see but I can't find it so instead I brought something that I knitted out of this is hand spun And if you've been around long enough, you've seen this beauty that I knit, but this is a big like shawl cardigan that I knit. So this is out of, and I hope you can see, I think you can see. So Pygora has this amazing luster, and it also has just a little bit of a halo that is created from those fibers. So it's not as intense as like a Pygora, as a Angora rabbit, but it is definitely going to halo out. If you did 100% Pygora, you're going to get a serious halo. But this is, I hand spun this out. This is Shetland and Pygora. Um, and this is 25% Pygora, 75% Shetland. So a little bit goes a long way. I may put just a bit of. Cuddlebugs fiber up just like an ounce or two that you can buy at a time. So if you wanna do some hand carding with it and get a little bit of special yarn out of it, you can do that at home too. So keep an eye out on that. I'll I'll try to do that tonight. I'm not positive if I will. But the other thing is that the Pygora, in addition to lending that halo and that luster, it can add some softness and it adds really excellent drape Uh, so the difference if i had had the shetland yarn and the shetland pygora yarn the the shetland pygora yarn is gonna hang you know an inch or so longer than the shetland yarn because that extra pygora adds extra drape so it's part of why i chose to do this pattern in it because i knew that this sweater was supposed to be big and drapey and i wanted something the shetland was going to have it bouncing up more and the Pygora gave it that extra length and hang to it. So, um, anyway, keep an eye out for some more Shetland Pygora fiber, and um, I'll try to get a little bit, you know, a couple ounces that you can grab off like an ounce at a time of his fiber if you want to do a little blending at home. Okay, I also made some yarn. This is some pretty special yarn. So, for those of you listening, this is like a really beautiful cocoa, like a light cocoa, Brown. It's called Morit, M O O R I T. This is natural colored Romney. So you may have seen Morit colors, not as much, I think, as the world needs, but um, Morit color is, you know, for sheep that, for breeds that have different colors, you can get Moritz. It's not one of the most common colors, like even in the Shetlands. But in Romney, it's really rare. And part of that is because we did not have the genetics in the United States for the more Romney. So Kirsten, this fleece that I process into yarn was from Kirsten. She's the shepherd over at Ironwater Ranch. Um, She is actually responsible for bringing the genetics into the United States to create this absolutely stunning and beautiful rare Romney color. So if you can get this, if you can find a fleece with this beautiful more color and 100% Romney, grab it up because it is, that's just the natural color and there are, this is about a DK weight. It's a two ply, there are some skeins, and this is from Scorch, they're Ram, and he was pretty rammy smelling, but um, the smell came out along the way. I don't mind the Ram smell, but it definitely um, was a little extra in his, and he was a big boy. Um, so I think there's probably about eight or nine skeins of this in the online shop, if you're interested. This is not coming back anytime soon. Um, I was really thrilled that Kristen parted with it so that I can make some lovely yarn out of it. So 100% Romney, it's in the online shop. Grab it up if you like it. Um, if you are sensitive to um, a little itch, then it may not be Nexus Skin, but it's gonna make some lovely product no matter what. I think it would make a really lovely, well, it would make a lot of lovely stuff, so. Okay, what else is going on at the mill? Um, I had a little wool buy today that was exciting the shepherd actually came by and i will tell you it's jacob i get a huge batch of jacob once a year from um, wiley joe farms they're up outside of salem they have some beautiful jacobs and i basically since i started the mill i have been buying all of her fleeces each year that turn out so this year she had a fair amount she showed up and i was like holy cow I think I had, I got 14 fleeces or so out of her, so I will, um, I should unload them before I put this up, so I'll let you peek into those, and she actually delivered them to me, which is always amazing, and we just had to toss them in my car, catch up, and then we went on our day, so um, there will be some more Jacob coming here pretty soon into the shop, as well as some other fun things over the next week that I've been sitting in line for Fiber Club to kind of get moved through, so we're getting there. Okay, grass seed farm, I do have a quick little video from out at the grass seed farm. And um, last night, Mitch called me around 8.30 last night while I was getting ready to eat my dinner, because if I'm lucky, I get to eat dinner around then. And he was gonna cut a field. He's like, I will not be home while you are awake. So he cut, and it's actually the first grass field of the year to be cut the orchard, and it may even be the field that I was showing you in this video because that field was pretty brown. Um, So, harvest has begun, I say with a big sigh. I love what we do, I'm so proud of what we do and what they do, especially (laughs) those being my father-in-law and my husband, Um, they work hard. It's really important work, I'm very proud of it. Also, it's exhausting when the season starts, you're like, oh, here we go. so anyway, I think Mitch got home. He said around 2.30 last night, ate some food, and then was probably not in bed till four. And then he was asleep when I got up to come to the mill today. So anyway, it has begun and hopefully it will be a good season. I think we're getting some rain this weekend, which is kind of odd. We're basically getting spring right now when it should be becoming summer. So the weather's just a little off this year, but um, hopefully it will be a good harvest. Lord knows we got a lot of pollen. We got so much pollen. <sighs> that hopefully that bodes well for all the grass seed harvest um okay giveaway i had it i had a topic for you and then it just was like gone as soon as i said it so um what i have to give away is i think i have about three and a half ounces so either i have a skein of this or if you're a hand spinner i have about three and a half ounces of this in because there's a tiny little bit. I think there's a four ounce bump that I'll put up online and then there's about a three and a half one much. I won't because it'll be the giveaway for this episode. So um, if you're not a spinner, there's going to be a skein of yarn. If you are a spinner, hurrah. Um, I don't know. You guys can comment whatever you want to comment. What you're doing this summer, what you're working on, ask a question because I love the questions. I don't think I got any questions last time. So feel free. Question, bring it on. Okay, I'm gonna pop out and let you all watch a couple of videos, just that are from the mill. Um, a quick one from the Grassy Farm. Maybe, hopefully, I'll pop in and show you some of that Jacob wool. And ooh, I think I have a little video because I skirted out some of that wool I got in Maryland. So I'll pop those in, and then I'll be back to say goodbye until next time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed all the videos. I think that's it. I'm ready to wrap it up. I have kind of I just got fiber club done. I feel like I've just kind of been running and running, and so now I'm very excited for a little bit more of a mellow weekend. I may or may not have gone to our local nursery where they were having a 50% off sale on roses. And for some reason that is unexplainable completely. I have fallen deeply in love with roses over the last two years and I can't I can't stop. It's like a it's like a you know. I don't know what it is aging. I don't know, but they're just so beautiful. And I mean, I love so many flowers. Um, but roses, it's like the the extra care that they need and the fact that they're so quick to draw blood. (laughs) If you go too fast, even if you go slow, sometimes everything about them is like a pain in the butt. And for some reason I just love them. So I got to get those roses in the ground. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe. Comment below whether you're watching or listening. And I truly hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Make lots of pretty things. Be kind to your neighbors and stay good and healthy. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much for watching.